Well, I uh, just want to say thank you to Rampage for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So it was kind of random how I just asked you to do the podcast because I was like, who is this person liking my stuff? And I was like, eh. and then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I was like, hey, do the podcast. It's going to be an interesting podcast because there's so much about, I'm sorry, I should first tell you what you, everyone else should do. Uh, you're a psychic medium. Yes. And, you know, that's just amazing because there's so much to that. We've had a, we've had one guest on here before, and she, like, kind of talked about it a little bit. But, like, um, so tell us what you, what you do. Like, you know. So, I'll be honest. Um, I, like, I hear a lot of things. And that would probably, like, in a social setting, kind of deem you as being crazy. Like, the things that I know about people that I've never met. Or just, like, when people, you know, invite me into their energy. It's just amazing. So, a psychic you know, that's just like pretty much any divination, but being a medium is like talking to spirits and people's loved ones and friends. And, um, so that's like a Recording whole other in side. Progress. Sorry about that. Hello. Got it. It paused me because I had a hit except oh, on the recording. I got you. I was going to ask you if you needed to record it. And then I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, usually you do this thing. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue what you were saying. Oh, I was just going to say, so like a medium, like that side of my spiritual life is like, I can really bring through pretty much any aspect of a connection from the spiritual realm to you. So whether that's like your higher self, a spirit guide, an angel, someone that you knew in a past life, someone that you knew in this life. Like, I don't know the elements of what I can connect with have actually shocked me. I always knew that I knew stuff, but I didn't know that I could do all this. So the last like five years have been super transformational going through like a huge spiritual awakening and waking up to like all of these gifts. So when did you first realize that you were uh, was it special than everybody else? Like, yeah, you, I mean, you can say special. I, I don't um, know what the word is. I'm sorry. Like, what is? When did you, when yeah, did you first realize you like, had a gift? I'm sorry. When I was like seven, it like kind of started because we had moved in to like um, where my grandpa had passed away, mm -hmm. and so we lived in his house where he died. Right, and so that's when it started. When I was about seven, and things would happen, and all this weird stuff would go on, and I just like you know, I was a kid. So like, I didn't realize what was happening. So I would say like, you know, my whole life, I've like, just really been super tapped in. Like people think that, you know, like over my life, I've had people be mad at me because I like knew things that I wasn't supposed to know. So you do readings and uh, so tell me like, how do, how do you do somebody's reading? How do people get a hold of you that one they're, I mean, uh, I don't know, is it fortune read? So, um, <laughs> See, I don't know what any of this stuff, I don't know what like any of this stuff is called. Conception over like, like spirituality, because there have been so many like spiritual scammers and like hotlines and, you know, psychics kind of get a bad name. Um, but how people get a hold of me. So I do a lot on TikTok and, um, TikTok is really a big part of the people that I connect with. Uh, I connect people like in Australia, like I had a woman her, she was like, literally like 
20, I guess like 20 hours in the future or something and had to get up like really early so I could meet her like late at night or something. It was weird. So people have like find me through TikTok. I have a website that's pretty much everybody just kind of comes to the website once they book a reading and we connect energies. Like basically I could tap into anyone's energy, but without permission, it's kind of unethical. And I have like a a spiritual mentor and teachers that I've worked with. And like, I'm not, I'm not out here doing unethical things. You know what I mean? Like karma is real. So any spiritual debt that I accumulate instead of like giving back, um, you know, can come to haunt you. So any spiritual scam are the people that take advantage with like the fortune telling. So, I mean, everything in our world is kind of destined and then there's things that are like faded as well and like you know your destiny you have to like live up to fate is gonna happen to you no matter what like it was fate you know what I mean like it was just gonna happen but when people come to me they're they're coming for like a whole experience like I don't do anything like a normal like psychic or fortune teller because I don't work for like these worldly contracts. Like I really work to serve the spiritual realm and like really bring through what this person needs. Like that groundbreaking thing where it's like, how does the stranger know this? This is real. Like that's what I do. And it's funny because a lot of people like come to me and they've never had a reading or never done anything spiritual. Um, I had a, a client last night that told me she grew up in like a Mormon and other, you know, very strict church groups and has never had a reading. And it just felt comfortable to come to me. And so these people just, they find me. I don't know how they find me, honestly. Does anybody else in your family have your gift? So my grandma definitely um, is super tapped in. And if she practiced and like, you know what I mean? Like really, um, didn't care about what people thought. You know what I mean? Like there's this, there's this gap in people who have spiritual gifts because people with spiritual gifts have been persecuted and like your soul is eternal. So like your soul remembers. So the next time it incarnates, it's not just like, well, I'm going to instantly talk about and do the things that got me killed in the last life. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you look at like the Salem witch trials and anything beyond that people have been persecuted for their spirituality and spiritual gifts. Like forever. And so I just feel very inspired because we finally live in this society where it's like, you can just do whatever you want and wear what you want. And as long as you don't break the law, like you're good. You know what I mean? You can be whoever you want. Right. And that's really a a breakthrough. So everyone in my family is super like tapped in, but they would never speak about that. You know what I mean? Because of how they were brought up or their age range or their, you know, the way that they were so does everybody? Yeah. yeah. So does everybody support you that you um, mm. use your gift? Like that's your uh, your family, your friends, and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like my my mom and my grandma like really really support me. I'm an only child. Okay. Um, my dad like he he uh, at first kind of feels some type of way about it, and and now I think he's opening up to it. And now I, I like catch him like trying to incorporate different like spiritual topics and you know what I mean like like even just like getting a plant like my dad five years ago if I would have gave him a plant like he would not have paid attention to it and like now I got him 
turned on to like the plants and just like, you know, some of the spiritual things, the crystals, like I, I sprinkle a little spirituality into everybody's life, but I feel like they all knew that I was different and that like, I'm like this, I don't where I wouldn't want to say like, um, I'm the favorite or anything. Like I'm, I'm literally <laughs> like the most, um, like, I'm like the most left field person, like just doing whatever. And I just kind of don't care any, like what they think. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like they kind of all just like accepted it because now they see that like, I'm like helping people and it's like helping me and I'm helping them. And like, everybody is like elevating. So I watched your uh, Instagram live that you did yesterday. I think it was around like five or something like that. And I was just trying to grasp like, you know, what you do and, you know, you were doing readings on there and I tried to jot down some stuff and you were talking about like moon and like different planets and stuff like that. Can you elaborate? Like, so I'm probably going to yeah. get you to read my, or do my ring before we get off here today. Oh uh, yeah, if that's course. cool, you know, I'll, you know, obviously no, yeah, I'll pay you sure. what I'm supposed to pay you and stuff. Yeah, you know, and no, no, uh, no, I got you. I actually every podcast that I have been on, like, um, I always do readings on the podcast. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just everybody sorry, loves just, it, but everybody likes it. So, just, like I said, it's an experience. Yeah, I'm just really interested in this because you know I really didn't get to talk to uh, our friend that came and did it once, um, or she just talked like vaguely on, but like. What is like when it comes to astrology, like how does that all tie into everything? Because that was like a main focus on your thing yesterday. That I yes. So I, a couple years ago, about three years ago, started a, an astrology college. It's called Nightlight Astrology School. Um, shout out Achuta, my professor. This man is just he, the way he teaches astrology, it's so just down to earth and like the, the charts and the examples and all the things. Like he's just, He's so talented. So I've been taking these classes for three years now, and I am obsessed with astrology because astrology is happening, whether people acknowledge it or believe it or not. But, you know, literally like some of the early U.S. presidents had like astrologers on their team, like different things that are happening. Like you can work with the energies so that you can harness what's going on instead of like working against the energy. Cause like, if you know, right now is not a good time for, for communication, you're probably not going to write your resignation letter or like, you know, break up with your girlfriend or like whatever, you know what I mean? Because maybe it's not really the situation. It's just how you're feeling because of the way the planets are acting right now. Cause it's like, basically like, um, like we're just a part of this big scheme of things. And what I was talking about yesterday is Mars, which represents male, and Venus, which represents female, are basically at a conjunction. They're like side by side. And this only happens like once every couple years for them to catch up to each other uh, and kind of do this little dance. And they call them the lovers. And Mars is like the god of war and Venus is the, you know, goddess of love and beauty. So it kind of sounds like a clashing energy anyways and then they are also in Aquarius with Saturn and Saturn takes 30 years to go around the um 12 zodiac signs and you only have two Saturn returns once every 30 years like they happen and they last for about three years 
two and a half, three years. So I'm in my Saturn return and it's intense because like, I didn't know anything about a Saturn return. And then I started learning astrology right as it started. And Saturn is like about rules and institutions and like, you know, it's like the dad of the Zodiac. So you've got the lovers and the dad, you know what I mean? And it's just like some tension, some conflict, some external triggers are kind of coming up right now to like kind of really be acknowledged. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying yesterday is like, if you're not acknowledging the things that, you know, you need to, you're just going to kind of lose yourself in the moment and maybe you do things that you regret later. So how does, uh, 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 numbers come in? I forget what it's numerology or something like that. Yes. So numerology is my literal favorite thing in the world. I'm glad. That's what started my spirituality. That's what started. I really started getting into um, the numbers, the angel numbers, repetitive numbers, life path number. Um, There was a lot of significant things that happened to me, like in cycles on the same day, like in my life that were just kind of like intense. It was like, wow, this is really crazy. Um, me and my dad also have the same birthday. So like, you know, like just numbers in general and dates have always like stood out to me my whole life. That's very interesting. Um, what is a house and an element? Like, what is that stuff? Cause I mean, I was yes. so, I was so lost. I was like, you know, I was going to, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to, I'm going to write some stuff down and then I'm going to ask to explain it. So yeah. So like, yes. so what, okay, what is so that stuff? So there's four elements, um, water, fire, earth, and air. And all of the zodiac signs are broke up into those elements. So like if you're a Pisces, which because we're in Pisces season, that's a water sign. But the next season is fire. It's Aries season. So they change. They have modalities like feminine and masculine. Um, And they also can be like labeled cardinal mutable or fixed so like i'm a taurus so i'm an earth sign and it's a fixed earth sign which means that i'm like super rigid when i get my mindset on something you will not tell me and you will not convince me otherwise and i think i'm just like super like kind of stubborn sometimes because like if i'm gonna do it you not want me to do it makes me want to do it more So each sign has like its own thing going. And so, like I said, astrology is happening, whether we pay attention or not. And we're in Pisces season right now. That's where the sun is. So everybody has a sun sign, which is probably what you know to be your birthday, like whatever your birthday fell on that determined your your sun sign. But then you also have a moon sign, like where the moon was at. Then you have a rising sign, which means what was rising at the time of your birth. So you need the time to actually see this full snapshot of, you know, your birth chart. And there's so many secrets and so many things hidden in this birth chart because each house, there's 12 months, 12 zodiacs and 12 houses. So when you get into it, it starts making sense because it's like, okay, I already know there's 12 months. You know, each day of the week is rolled by a planet, like today's Saturday, and it's rolled by Saturn. Um, tomorrow's sun, Sunday, Monday's the moon. Then it gets different. Tuesday is Mars, 
Wednesday is Mercury and Thursday is Jupiter. Yeah. Jupiter is Thursday, Friday is Venus. So every planet is like ruling something and the ancients that created like the systems of time and like linear time and, um, you know, numbers and dates and calendars and all these things, it was based off the sun and like all the pyramids in the world all line up with certain constellations and line up with each other and you know, it's just like, you can't convince me that there's not this bigger picture and that all of that doesn't have something major to do with our entire existence. The pyramids were definitely built by somebody not from this world. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. Like, how, sure. you know, like the way they were cut and you know, they, yeah. how much they weigh, how did, how did, how did an Egyptian person, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know sure what they were called then, but like, pick up those heavy ass stones. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not possible. Facts. And, you know, the more I've looked into that, there's so many more pyramids that no one even talks about that are all over the world. There's megalithic structures all over the world, not just in Egypt, but everywhere. And they all have like this certain distance from each other and they create like a grid on the globe and it all lines up. Like, So See? yeah, I, and more interested in spirituality because it's like this higher perspective and the information that I'm getting even through astrology as well as a tool of like divination and spirit. It's like out of this world information and it blows my mind. It blows other people's mind. Like when people cry and they're just so shocked because everything's so on point or it's exactly what they needed to hear or like exactly who they wanted to talk to. Like, I don't know that they want to talk to, you know, Aunt Betty who passed away. Like, yeah. I don't know that because I don't want them to tell me anything. I just get into it. And the birth chart is an also a really just vital place to start if you're looking into your spirituality because when you find out what's ruling your moon and your rising, you might learn a lot more about yourself. What do what does the birth chart say for July 1st? So the birth chart is determined on your location, the uh, time, okay. and the date. So it's like a blueprint. And I can totally, if you have that information, I can send you it, uh, like a copy of your birth chart, just so you could see it. Um, cause I have like a program and yeah. it, it's really like an everyday thing. I watch like the clock. I see where everything is in real time, like daily. Like I always know where the moon is or kind of like, like today I haven't checked it, but like, you know, I, I do a lot. This is very f interesting stuff. What do you think about, um, like when people take, like, say like out, how you say Tony ayahuasca, right? <clears throat> yeah ayahuasca and they get like they see mother ayahuasca right is that like and then they get to they learn what they need to learn do you feel like that outer body experience is kind of like how you're able to contact people but without being on there so i would totally be stoked to do ayahuasca i know that that is like not just a normal journey like that you actually really have to be in the presence of a trained shaman yeah. and like it has to be prepared properly like you can really fuck up your subconscious i feel like with ayahuasca so it's amazing that you bring that up because i'm gonna go ahead and vouch on the side of my professor who wrote like 
five books on ayahuasca and his journeys to self. And his wife is like a herbalist and he became an astrologer in the midst of all this ayahuasca and all the things he was doing. So yes, I do believe that that is where that information is coming from. Same thing, same concept for sure. I think that, you know, setting intentions. Like I always say prayers at the before and at the end of my circles, like I said a prayer before I even got on here, like I include and invite spirit into everything that I do. And a lot of people, that's not what they do. Like their soul contracts are really just to like get popular off spirituality or, you know, lead people astray or bullshit people use people. Like I've been manipulated, not by a reader, but by, um, a life coach. I had a life coach, uh, come to me one time and, you know, I really did kind of like her energy and her vibe. And she targeted spiritual people because, you know, we want that community healing and like we thrive in those environments. And she totally used me and like 10 other girls and we paid her quite a bit. And we literally got zero to nothing out of it. Maybe other people did, but I'm telling you, I've had several life coaches since then. And it was just trash. It was like, not, I mean, I don't know what I paid her for. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do think that it comes from the same place. And my professor, I haven't read any of those books or anything. That man puts out so much content on YouTube under nightlight astrology. If you ever want to check him out, he is amazing. He actually, um, changed my life. So I think that spirit will take care of everything that you want to know about your spirituality or about your life or your path. If you set intentions to connect with that. And so that's what my readings are like. Like I get people in touch with that side that, you know, they're not used to working with. What, uh, what do you think about websites that like, like keen and stuff like that? Like that's the biggest one I found where they have like, you know, people are paying like, Seven, I mean, not sorry, the first minute's free, and then people are paying like $13 a minute or something like that. No shit. Yeah, I think those are scams. Yeah. Um, Any real reader, they like, they wouldn't be on there. You know what I mean? That's like unethical. That's kind of like they use like fear tactics and like reverse psychology to kind of get into your head, and then you end up telling them basically what you want to hear. You know what I mean? Then they'll let you talk because they want to drag out the clock. Like when I give readings, like it is a conversation and people talk, but like the first 10, 15 minutes, I say the blessing, they say their full name and their birthday. And we just go in and then I'll be like, do you have any questions? And their mouth normally is like open or they're just like, they don't know what to say (laughs) yet. So we just keep going. But in my readings, like in 35 minutes, I pull at least 25 cards and we thoroughly go through all of them. So I'm moving quick. Like I've had readings that were just so slow and just like uninteresting even like all readers are different, but my readings are more like an energetic session. Like it's a whole thing based on all the aspects, any aspect spirit wants me to talk about that's important at that time. What do you say to people? Like what do what do you what do you, what do you say to people that are like, oh, that's all bullshit. It's not true. It's all you just guessing and this and that. Um, I've never had anyone ever in my whole career actually once they've sat down for a reading say anything or or ever ask for their money back or anything like that. I've never had a bad experience with a client, but I have had people, mainly guys, 
um, write me and be like, so what's a psychic and explain this to me and explain this and, and like, try to like, get me to justify myself to them. And I instantly just like sit on my website and shut that shit down. If they say anything else that fills out a hand, I just block them. Like, I don't care, but I've never had anyone disrespect me. Like my mentor has taught me, like, if you have good intentions, you're going to attract people that have um, you know, at least neutral intentions. Like they don't have to have the best intentions in the world, but they're not here to like invalidate you. Like, I don't like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but the first year that I did readings on my website, it was 2020. Um, I did them for free all year. I did 30 minute readings for free. If you've never had a reading by me, then like, obviously, probably 50 to 75% of those people to this day still book with me over getting their first reading in 2020 and it just being great. And so that's what really gave me the confidence to make this like a business and like a whole side thing that I'm doing and dedicating a lot of energy to, because like astrology school and these other, you know, Reiki classes and things that I have taken, it's a lot, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of time and a lot of energy that I feel like some of these hotline psychics or these scammer psychics, they don't, they're not putting in work because they're trying to make a dollar quick. Well, you know, I saw, um, I saw online the other day that remember Miss, was it Cleo? Miss Cleo? Yeah. Yeah. She, they, her little operation ended up making like a billion dollars, like over, over time. Right. And they finally settled a lawsuit against, like, they were, you know, I guess a bunch of people were in this lawsuit, like, you know, like a couple hundred or something like that. And they had to only, I think it was like, they only had to pay out like $28 million. Like, just think about all all these people that got scammed by these this lady. And obviously, maybe not her, but like the people that work under her and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. It feels so bad. And, you know, people are coming to you with like hope and desperation for something, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, um, when I, the first time I ever actually had a reading, it's crazy because spirit kind of like, I knew what tarot cards and like Ouija boards were, but like, as a kid, I know people who played with Ouija boards and I'm just so glad that I didn't like, I just never would like, I never touched one ever until in, in my adult life. Like, I don't know. I just think your intentions are everything. And there's people like psychics that will just like be drinking or doing crazy things and like, you know, giving people readings and it's just so toxic and it it really is toxic behavior because it steals people's hope and it, and it crushes people. And it really, you know, like I said, it's that karmic debt that you're going to rack up if you're not legit. So, you know, I pray for all the spiritual scammers because somewhere, some way they're going to be tested and tried for that because that is fucked up. What is, uh, what is Ricky? Reiki, Reiki, uh, it is, I have the symbol right here. So Reiki is a Japanese healing Mm. modality that was created by Dr. Asui. And this man basically put a name on everything that Jesus was doing in the Bible, like healing with his hands and, and, you know, kind of raising people from the dead and whatever. Um, Reiki is energetic healing and When you use Reiki, you can put it into your energetic body. You can put it into your environment. You can put it into your food. You can put it into your future. You can send Reiki to the past. Um, You can like do so much with Reiki and Reiki really changed my life. Uh, If I would have been introduced to it probably like seven or eight years ago, I would have let my ego convince me that it's not real, but it's legit. And I 
know so many amazing Reiki practitioners and people that, that do Reiki full time. And it's just amazing. Like it's basically hands-on healing, but it's also distance healing. So like I could do a Reiki session with a group, like on my Patreon, uh, next month in April, for spring, I'm going to do a Reiki share. So it basically means like everybody will log on, we'll open the energy circle and then we'll, you know, call the angels and everybody to like heal. And like everybody kind of also sends healing back to the group. So it becomes like this force of energy. And it just like, I don't know, Reiki healed a lot of parts of my life. It healed my depression. It helped me get through, um, a lot of things, like a lot of personal things, a lot of things that I don't know. It just, when it came into my life, it it was just so important to me. And so I became a Reiki master just so I could do it all myself and like heal more. And then I started offering it to clients and now I'm doing it like on Patreon and other platform, um, work with like private groups. Like I would never open a Reiki share to just like yesterday on my lap, you know what I mean? Like public. Cause that's draining. And you need everyone else to kind of be in a neutral, harmonious, like loving state. So we would start with like a meditation, get everybody connected, kind of clear out some energy. But you can use Reiki to like clear out trauma and addiction and, you know, any lower energies, like anyone who is in active addiction or in like lower, like maybe even like toxic relationships or whatever, you can use Reiki to like heal your energetic body to be able to overcome those difficult situations. Now, do you, in order to master Reiki, do you have to have an ability? Um, so with Reiki, pretty much anyone who has pure intentions can get a Reiki certification and learn how to do Reiki. Reiki is something that like, you know, when you were a kid and like you were sick and your grandma or somebody would hold you and you'd feel better. It's, I mean, it's been happening forever. It's just like an, when you love something or someone, you send that energy to them. Right? right. So Reiki is basically a, like a, I would say like a summoned form of that. Like you're setting that intention, you know, you're, you can even, you know, just use it. Um, but like, if I was administering Reiki through like zoom, cause that's totally possible. I would have the person like hold their hands up and kind of like, you know, pull it in. So Reiki like knows no time and distance. I, I'm a part of a Reiki share that a woman does that I've watched her go from a teacher to doing this on the side to a six figure business who wears all Prada and Gucci now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn. Like I've seen this girl in three years go, what the fuck? Like from 10,000 followers to a hundred thousand. And it's not just a hundred thousand followers. It's like 98,000 bash it and support her every thing she does. Right. Like, like I knew how to read tarot and I took her tarot class just, just to learn from her just anyways. Like I was reading tarot for years, took her class just to expand more and get a different perspective and just whatever. Cause she's just fire. What is the, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, so Reiki, you know, it's getting bigger and a lot more practitioners. So like your answer the question, you know, anyone can get a Reiki certification depending on, can they actually do Reiki? That's going to depend on, do they take care of their own energetic body? Cause it's going to be hard if you don't take care of your own energetic body and your own, you know, mental health and spiritual health and physical health to administer Reiki. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't go eat 
a bunch of crazy things and then try to do a bunch of Reiki. You know what I mean? Like you want to be like a very clear and open channel because it can kind of drain you if you don't have enough energy to share. Like, as you can tell, I have a lot of energy. So when I share energy, it hypes me up more. It's not like draining me. That's what they say about uh, ayahuasca. Like, don't they, don't they want you to do, do like a little fast, Tony, before y'all go? Yep. Yep. To- yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the time I did it, they told you like to not uh, consume like alcohol or um, mm-hmm. like junk food or even you're not thing. supposed to even have like have sex with somebody you're not regularly having sex with before you same do it. Thing. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard the sex thing for this, but it's same thing with like alcohol like pretty much my spiritual journey has me cut alcohol out all the way like I used to be a heavy drinker and inherited that from heavy drinkers in my family um alcoholism is everywhere in my family and I broke that cycle with Reiki and spirituality like now if I drink it would be like a glass of wine or a margarita and it's not like I'm gonna it's like out to eat oh I might grab something every five times I went out to eat you know what I mean not every time ever it's like so weird because I used to be that person that would at least be drinking wine at home or by the pool or and now I'm just like it doesn't interest me at all because it just really drains your energy. So what is the what are the goals you have for your uh, to scale this so you can have Prada and Gucci? Oh. <laughs> um, so I personally would love to have like a community, like a communal place where people live and I've been to these spiritual communities and it's not necessarily going to be geared to only spiritual people, but just artists and like talented creative people and spiritual people. Cause that kind of goes hand in hand. So I would like to have like a big, like, um, center or like a, com- a communal space that's outside that has like bungalows and like yeah. tree houses and all these things. And people would fly in and come there and we would do things like ayahuasca or shrooms or other plant medicines that could open and enlighten your spiritual journey and people come in and like it's like no cell phones like you know what I mean like very spiritual healing so if I had my dream what I would want to do full scale that would be it and speak um because I went to college I have a bachelor's in public speaking communications so speaking writing books on the spiritual journey. And I know that I have to accumulate all this wisdom that I am and have been my whole life, you know, to get there, like there's levels to this, but in result, that would be uh, where we want to be. So you kind of would like, you want to open like a little, like a, like a retreat. Little retreat resort, not a resort, but oh, like a yeah. retreat. Like so a resort. I like that. Kind of like where like um, my buddy went down to, I think it's right outside of Tulum, Mexico when he did ayahuasca mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, like you fly in for the week. It's like, no, unless you have to talk to like a family member or something, you're not supposed to use your yeah. phone. There's no yeah. TVs. There's no, like you just said. And yeah. I think that would be the best way to do something like that is where you're completely tuned out from your life. It's that way you can give yeah. everything you need to give. You know, I'm too scared to do that shit. Like that, he's, he's trying to ask me, he's asked me, to do it a couple of times or, or, or would I do it if people were going? I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm scared of that shit. So I'll be honest. I don't know if I have yet reached the point where that is what I'm on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but I do know that in, in, in my, my thirties, cause I'm turning 30 in May in my thirties at some point I will do it. 
But I'm just excited to close out all these crazy lessons that I've learned in my 20s and just kind of thrive for like the next few years before I go diving deep into any more demons or skeletons that need to come out. Um, But I do know I will, but I just like, I'm going to be extra ready. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Not that I think it would be a bad experience either way. I just think that getting mentally prepared is important, probably. I I, I mean, I can't speak on it, but. Oh, 100%. Um, I agree with that. But um, I think you should try it. <laughs> I know. You, you know and, and, and I was telling I was telling them and my buddy Nick that, you know, he that's the one that went down there and did it. I told them, like, I don't know what I'm afraid of, why I won't, I, why I don't want to do it. You said, I don't have like a reason why, like, this is why I'm not going to do it. You know, I just don't have a mm-hmm. clear answer of why I'm not going to do it. I just know that I just don't want to do it. Maybe I, I don't know. Not that I don't know why I don't want to do it. Right. Does yeah. That so sense? that's probably a past life thing. Like that's probably something that your soul remembers Thank from you. a past life. And so your past life soul, like this eternal part of you is like, mm, I don't know about it. And then you, then your human self's just kind of like, well, I'm unopinionated on it. You know what I mean? Because you, like you said, you don't really know why, but it's something, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's probably like a past life thing, like something that your soul remembers that you don't. And that's why, and not that that's bad or good. It's just that sometimes our soul wants to be like, we'll deal with that next time. Like we don't want to deal with that right now. So are I you- think it's, he's afraid of his ego. It's like an ego thing oh. with him. Me true. Like, I don't know you. So yeah. like he's afraid to be vulnerable. Cause that's the thing. A lot of people are afraid of like, they always hear when you do ayahuasca or any type of like psychedelics, like, you basically don't have control over the emotions you're going to have. Cause I know when I did my ayahuasca experience, they were like, did you do any type of research about ayahuasca before you came on here? You came to the place. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And they're like, well, everything you heard or read is not going to be your experience. So like right. you always hear like people are vomiting, like shitting steps, crying, you know, like all these like violent things that happen to people. Um, and so when they said that to me, I wasn't afraid, but I was just like kind of the unknown. And then once they told me that, it was just kind of you just became at ease. It's just like, well, I'm just going to be along for the ride. And I always kind of equate to like, I don't know if you ever saw Fight Club, but where they're driving mm-hmm. in the car and they just let the wheel go and they just let the car just drift off to wherever it's going to happen. But uh, so like in my experience, like I didn't I didn't vomit. I didn't cry or anything like that or shit myself, thankfully. But uh, <laughs> like my experience was different than everybody else's in the room because like we were all in a room together. And then there was people like crying and there was people laughing and there was people, you know, that were just quiet like me that didn't say anything. So, like I said, I think the whole thing of like his fear is he's worried about the worst case scenario, not the best outcome. Yeah. And that's the whole thing in life, too. You can't always think that something bad is going to happen. You manifest something bad if you think that. Yeah, because you'll never start something if you're always thinking everything's doom and gloom. That's so true. Well, maybe I need I to maybe I need to look into it more. It's you know, not maybe just do starting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Starting with like you know, like I don't know if you've done mushrooms or, but like starting with like something else and not because I mean, from what I've heard, ayahuasca is like so potent that it's you know, like I don't I don't think that my experience is going to be scary. I just think that there could be things that come up that like would be heavy after work like i'm not the person that's just going to go in and do ayahuasca then nothing changes in my next 
sober day. You know what I mean? Like then I'm like whole different person has came out of this like new life. You know what I mean? So I take every experience that I have, like even every day is just super, very spiritual, magical, destined, like everything I do, like whether it's like getting a good parking spot or like whatever it's destiny, like it's, it's, everything's working out best case scenario. And I say that to myself, like before bed in the morning, I say it all the time, everything is working out best case scenario, because then you're affirming to the universe that you're not worried about the unknown because you know that whatever happens, it's going to be the best thing ever. Like it will, even if it's hard or difficult, you will learn whatever you needed to learn. And then you can move on to bigger and better, more exciting things. So do you believe in like manifestation then? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, words are spells and it's called spelling. So everything you say is a spell, everything that goes out into the world, every intention, every vibration, you know, like kind of like me being on this podcast right now, I went to support, you know, Nicole and Lil White, just, just two. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And then you caught my vibe because you were like, wow, this girl's cool. Like, cause that's what I, I was speaking really good intention into that. Like, wow, right. that's awesome. Like, I love that. I'm going to listen to that or, you know what I mean? Like whatever. And I do that with people. Like so many people I've never met, um, that either make like purses or jewelry or art in some way. Um, I become like best friends with them, not because I want anything for free or not because of anything like that. It's because when I ride for you and I support what you do and I feel your energy into your small business or into your creative dream or it doesn't matter. And I love it and I feel it and it's legit. Then I'm going to like ride to the end of the earth with you. Like that's how me and bunny and other people have connected is because like when I support you, like you can feel it and you know, it's real. And it's like, next level. And they're like, wow, this girl changed my life. Like something she said or something that spirit said, and she channeled changed my life. And that's why I do what I do. Like, that's why I'm becoming who I am is because like seeing that legit, like kid on Christmas energy is like, that's what I do. Like there's doom and gloom readers that just basically they get into your lower self or into your ego and just bring shit up that you already know. And I can do that too, but why would I want to? That does not help you. So I get in tune with your higher self, these parts of you that you have forgotten about or that you don't acknowledge or that you don't work with, or you know what I mean? And get into those to bring positive, you know, best case scenario energy. Cause so many readers and different people instill fear into people. So how did you meet uh, the bunny person? Um, so I just felt really called to give her a reading. And this was years ago. I just was like, wow, I would love to give her a reading. She always posted on spiritual stuff. Um, obviously, I had been following her for a while. And I just messaged her one day. And, you know, you sh- you miss all the shots that you don't take. So I was just like, Hey girl, we'd love to give you a reading. Like, let me know if that's cool with you. If it's cool, then I'll work on it and, you know, whatever. Cause like I said, I would never just give someone a reading without knowing it's okay. Mm-hmm. So once I did that, the reading was so on point. She instantly, once she saw it, um, which was weeks after the original message, uh, she like video chatted me on Instagram <laughs> and oh, I was nice. like, holy moly. So then we just like, we, and she was like, come down and do the podcast. You're in Kentucky. We're in Nashville. Can you come down? And it was like two weeks later, or a week later or something. And I just drove down to Nashville and we did the podcast and we've just been riding ever since. 
That's legit. What do you is, what do you think about when people say your life is um, written? You know, and people are like, oh, this is just my life. I can't change it. Oh. And st- you know, like everything's already been determined for me. Yeah, no. So we have free will. And, you know, of course, your soul knew that there would be like temptations or vices or things that you inherited because your soul picks the whole experience. And I know that, you know, sometimes when I say that or when people say that our soul picked the whole experience, um, they're like, well, why does bad things happen to children or animals or whatever? But you know, this realm that we're in the 3d, it's very dense. Everything, um, feels very, it's dense, it's solid, whatever, but it's actually not the more that, you know, CIA documents get released. We know that actually there's a lot more going on energetically in everything that we do feel, see everything. So I feel like, People that get into that vibration, they're bringing that energy into their life. They're bringing that negativity or that experience into their world. And that's why it's their life is because they're settling, they're accepting it. Um, And honestly, like I used to be the person who used to be depressed and, you know, doing all the things. But when you look around and you're like, do I, you know, eat like shit and hang out with crazy people and drink all the time, party all the time. Like, no wonder I'm drained. Like, you know, when you start looking at the bigger picture and you're tired of your own shit, you'll change that narrative. And if you don't, then you're just kind of destined to be stuck in that cycle because you're accepting it and you're manifesting it and you're participating in it. See, I don't participate in bullshit. Like if someone tries to come and write me some weird stuff or say something that bothers me, I just block them. Like they're out of my reality as quick as they came into the reality. And I've had people, you know, good and bad people throughout my life, like that say crazy things to me. And I just don't accept any of it. Like none of that actually determines how I feel about myself. Like none of it. What do you do about negative people in your like family or your circle? um circle we cut all of them out like when i started the spiritual awakening like five years ago i've went through so many trials and tribulations with people that i grew up with and that i knew that i really don't talk to maybe a handful of the people that's it Mm -hmm. so slowly but surely they all exited circle but family like i said i'm an only child so you know i don't really have a big family at all my mom, she and I are like super close and she lives in Florida. So, you know, I don't see her very often, but we talk all the time. My grandparents, like everybody's kind of chill and like pretty cool. So I don't really have a lot of super negative people, but I've had some negative distant family members, if that makes sense. Like people who are not active even in my life, try to make opinions on me. Um, But that's just because they're miserable. And now I just see like the projections that people project onto other people and make you feel like something's wrong with you. And really it's a part of them that's triggered by your success or your happiness or your confidence or whatever, like angry people try to squash happy things. You know what I mean? So I just like, I just kind of let it, let it go. Cause if I sink to that level and wish them negative, then that's just, me being negative, you know? So I kind of just send them love, but I don't fuck with them at all. Like negative people are not in my life. Yeah. I saw this one guy. I'm sure you've heard of him. Gary V. He talks a lot Mm. about like, uh, how like you either 
where you're dealing with people that aren't trying to be on the same level as you, you like you drop them out of your life, like not like you just say, fuck that person completely, but you just limit your time with them. So like, say you know, if it's your mom or your dad or somebody like, you know, blood, you just say like, Hey, I'm going to keep it pushing. I don't need to deal with this right now. Right. You know, cause like if you keep hearing bad shit and it's like somebody that lives in a, a, a lesser area, if that's all they see, that's all that they think they're going to accomplish. So until they yeah. get out and start seeing more, have somebody with some type of, uh, you know, that's actually done something in their life, they're going to think that this is my life and that's it. So it's the same thing with and, hanging out with negative people. If you're always hanging out with negative people, you're going to start thinking that way eventually. And I think most people are in that position. Like they haven't broke free of that cage that they've put themselves in. Like whether it's, you know, the hometown or the family or the friends or relationship, whatever cage it is. And so many people are just sick and tired. You know what I mean? Of being sick and tired. Yeah. Cause they always say like, you're just some of the five people you hang out with. So if you're hanging out with people that don't want to do shit, it's just like that when you start doing something, it's a whole crabs in a bucket mentality. It's like, no, come back down on my level. I don't want you to advance. I don't want to look at myself and be like, why are you doing something and I'm not doing anything? If we're all not doing shit, then we're all okay. And that's unfortunately a lot of people have that mentality. It's just like, and it's sad because there's some good people that you have to end up cutting out. Well, it's like uh, Little White said, um, he had to, you know, he had to distance himself from, from people because they were just constantly being negative about everything that was going on in his life. Yeah. I mean, it's just negativity is poison. It truly is poison. And, Misery loves company. So, you know, I just kind of leave those people where I found them. I don't care how long I've known you. I don't care if you're blood. I just, I'm to that point where I just don't care. And it's not that I was bad. It's not even nothing. I just don't care. Like I'm over here and we're elevating and, you know, manifesting a yacht and everything else under the sun. And when I have my yacht and all my people are on it, you're not on it. So why am I even worried about it? You know? So I'm like that person that most people that know me are getting to that point um, where they're like, Hey homie, like, I know you, like, are are we cool? You know, like people are coming out of the woodwork with like apologies. Um, the, how you been, you know what I mean? Like, and I just, I don't know. I just don't acknowledge a lot of it. Like, like my childhood um, boyfriend, one of his best friends constantly is just like i'm so in love with you and i'm like bro i've known you for like 25 years and i just think you're like fucking weird and like (laughs) to even do all this like you were weird then and now you're being extra weird now and i'm just like no like you know what i mean so i think that the people that you know are always going to try to keep you on their level and when they see you slipping away from their level they they do try to pull you back or try to like get into your world so you can pull them up or something. I, I want everybody to eat. You know, if I ever became successful, I would want to bring all my friends. Well, you know, all my friends are doing good shit, you know? So like yeah. I would want everybody to come up instead of saying, Hey, you have to stay down here. You know, I'm go- I'm the only one going up. I'm going to try to bring you along with me, but if you're fucking up, you're going to go back down. You know what I'm saying? I can't have that. Well, I think that, you know, I know Gary V's real big on this about like hanging out and sitting at tables that you want to sit at. And I'm real big on that too. Like I want to be in a room with the most successful women that are mm-hmm. doing everything and like teach me something, help me learn something. You know what I mean? Like 
just by being around you. And like you said, you are the sum of the people that you're around. So I just feel like so many people, they don't want to focus on what it's going to take for them to elevate. And so when they see someone else going up, their instant reaction is not to be happy for you. Like I have people in my life, especially in recent times that it's like, they don't want to see me do everything I've been saying I was doing because they didn't want me to actually succeed. Like they, you know what I mean? Like they never actually wanted that. Like, even though, you know, you would think your friends would be like sharing your stuff or supporting you or encouraging you. It's kind of like they all fell away on their own by just showing their true colors without me having to do much. It's like they say, you generally don't get support from people, you know, until people you don't know support you. Yep. And that's where it's been at in the last year. Cause I'll say that things have been really up. 2022 has been so big for me, like sold out my books, like the first week of 2022. And it's really set the tone for this year. Uh, I'm just glad to be here and be able to like be of service. I think that's my most important goal is just to be of service and like help even just one person feel different about their situation so they can do something about it and then elevate. Like I'm all about just like elevation and evolving and people that want to stay the same and they want to do the same old shit and go to the same old bar and whatever they do. That's cool. Y'all do it, but do not, do not come for me. You know what I mean? Like do not hit me up. We are not cool. Like just don't. And I think people are starting to realize that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like that's where we're at now. And so they are kind of like probably throwing shade somewhere. How how has it been, been a content creator uh, in the last two years? Uh, well, I recently, um, started a Patreon and the content creator world is great. And everybody always wants something for free after that. Like you put out a lot of free content and then people literally message me their whole life story, basically like, you know, wanting something for free. So I've been trying to really get like a community going on Patreon. So I don't have to go live to all the vultures all the time. You know what I mean? Like going live on TikTok is like, it's not as bad as it used to be because I did a lot of protection work, but people would come in there, you know, like the Jesus freaks will come in there, you know, just everyone. And like, I believe in Jesus, like Jesus is a person. Um, he was a person, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things in the Bible that's so spiritual. That's very witch-like, very witchcraft, very spell-like. And you know, I think there's this misconception that, that like witches hate Jesus or something. So people come in there and they're like, Jesus repents you into silly stuff that like would really drain me, but they've kind of chilled on that recently. Now I just have all the hackers and fake people that want to steal people's credit cards for per- impersonating me and messaging people on TikTok that follow me for readings. Really? Yeah. That's been the big theme in the spiritual community. It started in like the sex worker community, they were making like the sex profiles that were fake to get credit cards, but now they're doing it spiritual scammers everywhere. And they really give you just like a very generic reading. That's sounds weird. I don't know why anybody would fall for it. They do the fear mongering kind of like your friend on the other side, like pretty much everybody has a friend on the other side. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like everyone, like I can't name probably one person that doesn't have somebody on the other side that could come through, you know? So People are just crazy, which has really, I want to say, sucked the fun out of being a content creator because then they steal it and scam people. And you know what I mean? So I was trying not to let that get me down. 
so when I made the Patreon, I started trying to like do exclusive content you have to pay for that's not super expensive or anything, but it's like, I know they're not going to steal it and impersonate me with it. Right. So what happens on the Patreon? So right now I'm teaching everyone how to read tarot cards. So there's 72 tarot cards and I'm doing a video for every card. So it's going to run for like the next couple months, but it started on two, 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 two. And yeah, so I started that then and, you know, basically prepared everyone. Everyone bought a tarot deck or they already had one. So it's pretty cool. It's, um, it's different, you know, kind of teaching tarot instead of reading tarot because, Tarot is more of a language. The same card is not always going to mean the same thing. It's context of the question. It's context of the energy of the other cards with it. And I know you said you wanted a reading. When did you want me to to get into that? I, I'm scared now. I'm scared about this. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think the time is now. The time is now. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I had pulled the sun card for myself and this is just such a happy card. And it's like the context of my day. So I'm just, I'm excited to be here. I am going to say a blessing and just invite in the angels and the ancestors. So father, God, mother earth, thank you so much for bringing us together at this time. Thank you so much for the technology and the communication of the internet. We ask the angels, the ancestors, and the guides to come closer at this time and assist us with this reading. We call in protection and guidance, and we give our love and our gratitude in return. Our spirit circle is now open. And then if you want to just say your name and your birthday. Was that shuffling? Yeah. Oh, I was like, what's that? <laughs> um, was it loud? No, no I, just was, I, I was just um, jarred. For a second. Rahul Jeevan. <laughs> Uh, one two eighty. Okay, Capricorn. What, what? Your birthday's one two. Yeah, that's an angel number right there. Is that good or bad? <laughs> angel. <laughs> no, that's good. Like one and two is like the beginning of something, and then two would be like taking that step, taking that first step into like the next level. Because like it starts with an idea, which would be one, and two would be your like. So I feel like. Take and Capricorns are very relentless. So I do feel like when you get your mind made up, like you're going to do it. Like you, you just got to get there first. Thank you. All right. Did you have a question? We think he's any- a defective Capricorn. <laughs> uh, I don't know what kind of questions I'm supposed to ask. Like, I don't know. I've never done this before. Am I going to? Yeah, I've never done this. So what am I supposed to ask? Like, will you be successful? Yeah. Okay. Will I be successful on your own? <laughs> will I be successful with my c- current career? Okay. Okay. We got the two of cups and it says make love, not war. And I feel like you have a tendency to get overwhelmed by things you can't control, which keeps you in a cycle of actually thinking that you're in control. So I feel like spirit saying you need to let loose a little bit, like have some fun, not be so serious maybe bring more like joy or harmony into your world because two is about balance. So I feel like spirit says, quit stressing the future. You be living in the future and you do not even enjoy everything that you're doing right now. Like then the present, because you're too worried about what's next. Oh, that, that is. Pretty... Oh, wow. We got another two. We got two, two and Damn. your birthday is two. Two, two. Two, two, two. Yeah. What's what? Okay. So what we is- got the two of wands and I feel like this is about seeing things from a different perspective. 
he has a little heart globe in his hand. So it's like, you're holding the world in your hands. And I feel like spirit is saying there's a lot of opportunities open, but that's only when you're operating from your most joyous and like creative mindset. Like when you get drained by the future or you get drained by how much work it's going to take or how much, whatever you got to do is going to take to get to the end. You're wishing away the process. You're not absorbing the process. You're not seeing the process. And so I feel like spirit is saying like, the future is changeable. The future is fluid. Like, you know, you can change an outcome of a situation based on your reaction or your viewpoint of it or your internal manifestation of it. Because if you think this isn't going to work, then it ain't working. And if you ain't doing it because you don't know if it's going to work, then you're not bringing balance to it. Because now you had an idea that you crushed with fear. What's that big spot so on your so- saying, Quit playing with yourself. Quit playing with your blessings. We got the two, two. That's a master teacher number. So I feel like spirit saying, let us teach you. Let us show you the way. But you have to be willing to be a novice. You have to be willing to start fresh at something. Ooh, we got the ace of pentacles. That is about future successes when you harmonize what I'm saying, because the pinnacles are about money and manifestation and they're the ACE is the beginning. It's the first one and it's lucky. It's an ACE just like it would be in cards. So I feel like you got to bring some, like, I got this life works out for me energy, like quit, quit acting like why me or why hasn't this happened and just put in whatever it is you got to put in and bet on yourself. You know what I mean? And like actually bet on yourself though, because when you're putting in work, but not betting on yourself, it's just like a losing game because then you get tired. You know what I mean? Like you don't have that fire like you did. So is that that kind of like always working for the company and never working on your own stuff? I mean, yeah, exactly. Like if you have visions and things that would long-term bring more joy and harmony and, and success to your spirit, that's the most important thing. Like, obviously we have to do things to survive, but I feel like this is about bringing visions to life. Like this is about working with your imagination to actually envision a new reality, like envision a new world. Cause like the world in the hands, it's like, you know, bits and pieces of the story right now. You know what I mean? Like you don't have right. that full picture, but you've got to take that step. You've got to go forward. You've got to move forward on the idea and bet on yourself. Cause like, just like if you're betting in cards, you know what I mean? Like you got to bet and you got to be confident. And normally the people who are like lucky, they they were confident. You know what I mean? They played fiercely, even if they were bluffing, you know what I mean? And sometimes that's what it takes to succeed. It's like, I'm pretty sure y'all brought up Gary V. He says things like, fake it till you make it. Like, just go all in on yourself and then you won't make it happen. And if you don't actually do that, you're always going to be wondering what if and be thinking about external things that you can't control. This is good. Why you got that smile on your face, my friend? I just wonder if you're going to take it to heart, though. I will. Mm, We'll see. (laughs) All right. We're going to see what the future card is. We've got the seven of pinnacles. That's putting in that work. Look at him. He's got his little hammer on his bench. That's putting in that work. You will do it. You just got to get in that mindset. Like you will. It's inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable. I will be successful. You will. Exactly. Like it's inevitable because 
when you want something bad enough and you make it, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. So side note, my tarot deck has a couple extra cards that are duplicates and you just got another two of wands. We've got two, two, two now. We really do have that. You've got another two of wands. And I said, I said, that's about envisioning and manifesting and believing it. And it came out again. Like, yeah, that's baby. crazy. I'm going now, places that, <laughs> to the moon. To I the love moon. that. So I feel like, yes, when you get serious, you're going to be super successful. I'm not going to say that I don't think that you can be successful at this career. I'm just saying that there's more deeper down somewhere hidden that you're not seeing right now because you're not looking at like the bigger picture. You're looking at the future. The bigger picture ain't in the future. Bigger picture is right now. You know what I mean? Like you got to see that. And I feel like when you do and you go, it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And someone said something to me one time that really impacted me. They said, once you see someone living their dreams, helping others along the way and being, you know, their best self, like their most creative self, their highest self, you can't unsee it. And then he said, when you see them making money off of who they are in that way, you can't unknow it. Like you can't unknow that, like knowing that if you show up as your higher self and you do you know, what you need to do to be who you want to be. Everything else around you is inevitably going to fall in place. All the energy, the tables, everything's going to shift. You know what I mean? Your reality is going to shift. And like who I was five years ago wouldn't have me here right now, but I chose to quit being in one energy and I started shifting my reality. And I'll say that in the last like Three years specifically, I've had so many rebirth moments where I just feel like a different person every time. Like I've had these spiritual experiences, whether it's alone or with clients or in groups. And it's like, once you see that or feel that you can't unsee it. And it just changed my life. And, you know, my mentor, very well known in Louisville, Kentucky, she used to be an engineer. Like that was her day job was an engineer. And she's been doing this for full time for like 12 years now and said she makes just as much as she made as an engineer and she's way happier and she's helping people. So I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is definitely what you want to be. It shows me that it's possible when you believe and you, (laughs) and you have that passion because passion takes you a lot further than motivation. You know what I mean? Because you're not always going to be motivated. Like I'm not always motivated to do certain things, but I show up anyways. Like I just, right. I show up anyways and I try to do my best. It's kind of like they, what they say about working out or keeping in like losing weight or whatever. Like you're not always going to be motivated, but if you're consistent, then you're going to just succeed. See, look, you're bringing your psychic gifts out right now because I've been on the gym journey for about four and a half, five months now consistently. Like before it was just sporadic Mm -hmm. and now it's like consistent for the last five months and it's amazing that you would say that because today I was at the gym and like I just wasn't really feeling it but I did it anyways you know like I wasn't motivated like I was yesterday like something about Friday motivates me anyways but this morning I knew I needed to go grocery shopping I needed to do things before meeting with you all and the gym was one of them and I got it done and you are so right so that's a sign from spirit that that I'm doing the hard stuff that 
that was hard for me. Like going to the gym fucking was hard for me. It was hard to get into this habit. But once you start seeing results, it's it's over. It's fucking over. Like, then it's like, okay, we in here now. Now we're in here now. I'm like buying all the workout leggings (laughs) because I've learned that regular leggings and workout leggings are two different things, especially if you're going to squat or do any lifting and stuff. Like, I'm not trying to be in here and see through leggings right now. Like, you know what I mean? Because some (laughs) leggings that are dressed leggings are just see-through. Like, I mean, not like, like not regularly, but if you're doing a bunch of squats, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to, do you want your reading done, Tony? Yeah, I was going to ask that. Look, you are reading my mind right now. Me and you are on a wave because I got the spirit circle. Our energies are together. (laughs) Once I get that spirit circle open, it gets crazy. And I, Uh, and the 222 coming out is so amazing because I know you can feel how excited I am. That's a big message. That's a huge message from spirit. Um, we can keep the, you know, extend the same spirit circle. Just say your name and your birthday so we can get, get your energy if you do want your reading or a reading anthony july 1st both y'all have these beginning of the month birthdays there you go what is the message for anthony in his highest and his best spirit angels ancestors okay they're telling me not to use these cards but to use i've got they're called the divine doors And I feel like there's a message in here. You got two cards. The first door is an abandoned door. It's like, this one's cool. It says, walkabout. You discover your path in a sacred walkabout. The trees are your people. The earth is your tribe. The ingenious lessons, you find the will to survive. So I feel like this is about like Indian energy and like your ayahuasca experiences, like incorporating more nature into your thought process. I feel like it's going to bring you very creative and exciting ideas. I feel like, like, you know, like that gust of wind, like the warm wind, that's like a message for you. Like when you feel that wind on your face and you know what I'm talking about when you feel it, Mm -hmm. that's a message for you, just how you feel in that moment. And so I feel like spirit saying, you know, go out into nature when you are like stressed or you want to think, or you even like want to do something creative. And also, are you like a writer or do you want to write something? Um, yeah, you do. Oh my God. <laughs> what are you talking about? You want to write a movie. You want to do uh, movies. Like in the past. Yeah. I've, yeah. He's yeah. always talked about that. Okay. So you need to do that. That's what we're talking about. Right. That, I mean, yeah, that's like, they say you need to take some steps Go into nature, set the intention. This is what I want you to do. Go into nature and be like, nature, show me what to write about or show me how to write it or show me what to do first. Because sometimes all it's going to take is that first part of it to inspire the passion and the fire for the rest of it. Does that make sense? Like spirit will give you the little bit, but you've got to carry it through. Like, So it's giving me the ember. I need to make the fire with it. Yes. Yes. And then the next one is like a door with like light coming through it. And it's like stone. And it says change beckons. The path is shifting. The roads lead a new way. Do not be alarmed as change beckons today. So this could be the life changing moment. And when you write your movie, 
I want to shout out because like there you, you go. have this creative vision and like spirit wants you to explore that, like explore whatever passion or, or like, even like, I feel like it's like your inner child. I feel like 13, 14, 15 year old you, this is like this energy that like wants to do this. Like, it's like your inner child. It's like this young part of you that thought the world was endless. And then like the adult part of you kind of gets shut down by responsibilities and fucking rules and things that are not fair in the world, which we all do. I mean, that's kind of what most of this journey is about is getting back to who we were like before the world influenced us or before responsibility or, you know, reality. Does that make this make sense? Right? No, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I am going to pull one tarot card. And we got the six of cups and that's all about nostalgic energy, childlike energy. There's a child on the card. So I feel like your inner child and nature are going to bring this like creative energy and like surround you with it. But you just need to go in it and like ask for it, like ask for, you know, that whatever it is, like I'm hearing like million dollar idea, like that movie, that's like the movie everybody needs because Mm -hmm. so much of art and you know creativity whether it's music or um, a movie or a book the artist truly doesn't know its impact because there is no impact unless they create it and just like you know I like to really think about like Kurt Cobain he didn't see the impact he was living in and putting into the world at the time because it wasn't known yet right Mm -hmm. and then you know when he killed himself it was at the beginning of his saturn return 27 is when your saturn return starts and it makes sense that there's a 27 club of people killing themselves that are in a spotlight because that's what like saturn not that it's like the suicide thing it's like now you're awakening into who you were meant to be and if you're running from that or you're not um embracing that like for me it was you know my gifts and spiritual abilities, it was like, we're about to crank it up a notch and shift your world upside down. And you're either going to learn to see the world from upside down, or you're going to strangle yourself or whatever. You know what I mean? Like literally figuratively as harsh as that sounds, but like when you look into people like Kurt Cobain and Janis Joplin's and people's birth chart, you can see a lot of these harsh Saturn aspects and planets that maybe if they would have known about that, it could have gave them some hope to like push through these really difficult moments for the bigger picture, Mm. like the impact, the longevity. And so I think, um, you know, so much of what's going on right now in the collective is people finding that fire, finding that passion, finding that inner child, finding what makes you find a fulfilling life and a fulfilling life that has to be you know, something that's coming from within, not an external validation, like not money or success or fame or any of that. It's something within. And if you don't satisfy that hunger, that's why a lot of very rich people are very fucking unhappy and unhealthy and trash. You know what I mean? Like that's why, because they never actually did the work. Mm -hmm. They just got everything they thought they wanted and it did not fucking work and it made them worse. And then it more bitter, you know, and then it consumes you. There's just like some breaking points in our life. And if we don't shed those layers, we kind of suffocate ourselves in old skin. You know, it's like if a snake didn't shed its skin, it would die. Mm -hmm. It's like that. It's exactly like that. So I feel like with the six of cups, it's like getting into that, that part of you that like sees the world as this huge magical opportunity to like 
fly, like fly away is what I'm hearing. Like, well, I think that's the internet though. I think the internet has changed the game for so many people. You're able to do stuff like with side hustles or, you know, mm-hmm. you could connect with people you never knew existed without the internet. And so I think that's, you know, it's just bringing us together to, um, elevate a lot of people to a different position. Yes. 1000%. And that's really cool because at the beginning of the blessing, I think the spirits for the internet and the technology that brought us together. And then for you to kind of close with that just now, I love that. That's awesome. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of blown away about all the stuff you just told me about. Yeah. I'm going to definitely do all that stuff. Give me some feedback. I know you said he definitely wanted to write something, but I mean, if you feel comfortable. Oh, no, I think I think that's fine. Um, I've always been a creative person. Like when I was a kid, I really liked drawing. But then when I got into high school, like having having to do certain things that they wanted to do, they would just it's not what you want to do. It's like they stifle your creativity, your process. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I was dating this chick and I, I had sent out a script in this little like an outline of this movie I had came up with. And then she's like. Oh, you can't do that. You know, like not when you're hanging yeah. out with me. And it was just kind of like that whole crabs in the bucket, you know, bring you could have taken her with you to the Hollywood. I, I'm, glad, I mean, I'm glad I'm not <laughs> with that person anymore. But I'm just saying like, you know, but I'm saying like there is, you know, and then you said, like you said, like everyday life just kind of happens. So you just kind of put shit to the side. And like with this whole thing, why I started the podcast was I talked to somebody about doing it. It was kind of one of those scenarios where. If you're waiting for somebody else to do something, you're never going to do anything on your, it's never going to be accomplished. So then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy a bunch of equipment and figure it out. And then now we're here now. So it's like, kind of like you're saying, you know, you just got to do sometimes and, you know, go with the, those creative processes and you never know what can happen from there. And it always turns out better than you thought every time, like every single time Cause I was there a few years ago when I started doing live Instagram videos. Like I've only been doing lives for maybe like a year and a half, two years, even though I had been reading cards and such and had, you know, had a website even, I just, I don't know. It was like spirit was like, it's time to put yourself out there in a vulnerable position and let people know what you can do. Like the everyday person that knows nothing about, spirits or psychics or tarot you know I think that's the coolest thing for me is how many people have trusted me with like their first reading or their first um session and I think that's another thing that keeps me motivated where it's like look you wanted to run away and you were scared to share this with people but now it's like wow it's been um 1000% a positive experience of course there's always gonna be those little things that happen but it's like you know just because you're met with a little resistance, sometimes it doesn't mean that it's not for you. And so I would just say, you know, to anyone listening, to anyone that wants to start something, you are going to miss 1000% of the shots you didn't take. And yeah. a lot of the, you know, shots in the dark that I've made have gotten me into rooms or into places that have really changed the trajectory. And sometimes all you need is that gas in the tank. Like you just need that one person or that one thing that changes the trajectory, you know, that one interview that you get or that one, whatever opportunity. And if you don't take the steps to get there, you're not going to be ready when the opportunity knocks. And I think 
another thing I always like to say is like, you know, be ready. So when the time comes, you don't have to get ready. And I learned that from my grandma. Yeah. I learned that from my grandma. She says that she's physically talking about like getting up and putting makeup on. Like every day, my like 73 year old grandmother gets up, puts makeup on, fixes her hair, gets fly. Cause she tells me that if something happens, she wanted to go somewhere. She needs to be ready. And so I've just kind of adopted that with everything in this world. Like, because if, you know, a girlfriend calls her, or I call her or something, she's ready. Like she's ready to go. She's not laying in bed, you know? And I think that's with people chasing their goals. It's like, okay, you don't have what you think you need now, but what do you have and how can you use that? That's really good advice right there. What did I say? I saw this thing one time. It said, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. So it's kind of like mm. what your grandma said about being prepared. Because, I mean, if you're yes. just a, a gardener and you're a fucking warrior, you're going to get slaughtered. But if you're a warrior in a garden, you're going to be prepared for what's coming at you. I like that, Tony. Well, it's not mine. You know? Oh, oh I, thought you, I thought you just came up with that. No, I was like, damn, you just, you just came up with that on the fly like that? Jesus, man. Maybe you need to go into, like inspirational quote writing or something but i saw this yes. i saw this other, i love quotes but i saw this thing the other day it said uh most people start something and then quit when it gets hard you are not most people and that's so true like sometimes when people see a little bit of adversity they're just like fuck it i give up like say yeah. like even with your content or you know the podcast or something like that if you're putting shit out there and you're not getting the likes you think you deserve or the views or your downloads or whatever and then you, people just quit because they say a lot of people start podcasts, but they only have like one or two episodes because they're not like Joe Rogan or, you know, some name a big person like Caller Daddy or some bullshit right. like that. But uh, if you're just consistent with it and consistent, I mean, there's what is it? Seven point something billion people in this fucking world. Mm-hmm. There's an ass for every seat. So like you have room to grow. You have room to people to be your audience. So just be consistent with this shit. It's kind of like what you were saying about the gym. Um, if you're consistent, like this one guy said, if you go to the gym and you look at yourself, nothing's changed. But if you do that every single day, eventually you're going to start seeing results. What's that guy's name? You know, I've I seen, don't know. I've seen I, like the clip on, of this on, on Instagram. Uh, it's on that Tom LaBlue's uh, yeah. podcast. I don't know the guy's name. But yeah, pretty much. He said, you go to the gym today, you're not going to see any difference tomorrow. You go to the gym tomorrow, you're not going to see any difference next day. But over, But over time it adds up quick. Like, you know, from your experience, with literally, gym, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been that person. I was not athletic in school. I've never been athletic in my whole freaking life. Um, and I've always been like, just in my head about the gym. I think it was like, you know, being around a bunch of people and just right up on people and whatever. But now I go in there, like I own the place, <laughs> like my energy speaks for myself and it screams, get off that machine so I can do it. No, I'm just kidding. But kind of like, and yesterday I was literally on a, on a machine working out headphones in and a guy comes up to me and asks me how much longer I have because Ooh. he wants to superset his last set that he just did. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I literally, he was hovering me. So I just got up, got on the machine beside, beside him. And then someone else walked up and hopped on the machine real quick. This dude acts like he owns the gym. And I thought it was funny how he was like bullying all the females off of the leg machine. But when I go to the gym, I just zone out. I love music. And, you know, I've made a really bomb like gym playlist has like 400 songs on it. So it's always different and random. And I just get it done. And even though it's hard, by the time I leave, I feel so confident and happy that I came and and Mm -hmm. showed out that I'm like, 
you can't tell me nothing the after the gym energy. So it's just like, once I get there and I know I can get it done, um, I try to really have like a lot of gratitude and like shift it to like, look what my body can do. And like, instead of like what my body looks like, thinking about all the cool things my body does and can do. And I think that's been the most inspirational thing that maybe someone listening might need to take away. Like so many people get in the gym and weigh themselves and, and fixate on a number or a thing. And I've never weighed myself once. I do not even know what my starting weight was because I knew it would discourage me. And I don't even know where I'm at now because I don't care. I like what I see right. and and how I feel too. So I feel like, you know, if you go in there and you're hyper fixated on losing a certain amount or doing a certain thing, that sucks the fun out of it. Like that drains it. Well, it's like they say, you never feel bad about after you leave the gym. You just kind of regret or you're not, you begrudge going to it. So it's always that after feeling high, I guess, like you're talking about, like you feel better about you. You accomplish something for the day. You're like no bad workout, you know, like you did something oh, instead of not doing it. You did something even if you didn't go 100 percent. And it's like the reverse yeah. for like when you gorge yourself with shitty food, you feel good in the moment, but then you feel like shit afterwards. So it's like, which side is life. Yeah, like which side do you want to pick? Do you want to feel good after or before? I think most people feel good after. Most people just want instant gratification or instant results or instant food or instant anything. And I think that's what's wrong with society is that people don't know how to put in the time and the effort and, you know, and be consistent because I know um, a lot of people say this, like consistency will take you places motivation can't. And I just think that we've just been kind of brainwashed with everything being done for us. Like, you know, back in like the 40s, 50s, like my grandmother and them were like washing stuff on a washboard, like nothing was instant, you know? And I just think our society has transformed so quickly that some people don't know how to be human anymore. They're too worried about being this utopian perfect version of whatever they think is perfect and I think that's one thing that spirit has helped me work through is to be patient to be patient with yourself and others and be patient with your process because patience is so important like that's the most important thing I've learned I think so far is how to be patient and wait for what I deserve instead of taking what's available or absorbing what's given to me and being able to say, no, I deserve better. And then doing the work to obtain better or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's just like, um, a lot of people see people's highlight reels online. And so they assume that people are either happier than they actually are, or they got their success overnight, or they actually even have their success. A lot of people fake the funk. Like there's been stories where like influencers were go on like a stage jet to make them seem like they're going somewhere on a private jet oh, and stuff like that. Yeah, so that. fucking funny, man. And so, like, a lot of these people, especially young people, uh, get so discouraged or upset because their life is not this this beautiful shit that, you know, these little pictures are showing you. And it's generally not that side. Because, like you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of miserable, wealthy people who end up blowing their fucking brains out because they get this shit, and it's not the fulfillment that they thought it was going to be. So yeah, that's so true. But yeah, like, uh, I think it just depends on how you I've use social shifted. media. Yeah, I've shifted my reality onto like what even makes me happy. Like what makes other people happy isn't what makes me happy. Like, um, and I think as an adult, like coming into my 30s that I'm shifting what reality is like 
what I was taught is one thing, what other people do is another thing. And what my reality is a whole different thing. And so to some people, they think like, oh, Paige, you know, she's crazy. Like she'll never have a yacht. And then when I'm on my yacht, I won't need to post about it on Instagram or anywhere else. Cause I won't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like I'm at that point where it's like, I don't care if you know, if I do anything, like I could care less. Like I don't need to validate myself to you or anyone else. I'm validated. And it's almost like you've got like the security clearance with the other realms. And I'm just like, fuck this realm. Like it's cool. But like y'all are stuck on this and we are over here absorbing and elevating this. And some people you know, they didn't believe that any of this was possible for me until now that it actually is. And it's going to continue to be even more possible. They still don't like want to admit that I was where they were and that I put in the work and now I'm over here. And I think that's what hurts people's egos the most is because it's like, well, damn, if I would have just caught on then or started or followed the leader, you know what I mean? Or started doing whatever two, three years ago. You know, and I think that's the cycle we're in. It's always like this missed opportunity cycle. It's like, well, if I would have, could have, should have, well, do it. Well, it could even be like they could be doing the same thing as you, but it's just not their turn. Sure. You know, like, and that's a lot of times people, they can't handle that. They can't wait. Like you were talking about patience earlier. They, they want it just right now. Like you had to do the steps that you took to get to where you're at. They need to do the steps. They because like even like famous people. I always look at like people like idolize famous people so much, and I'm always like they're just either they try a little bit harder or they're the right place at the right time. It doesn't mean they're better. I'm sure there's a lot more talented people that are out there. Just maybe didn't take the leap that that famous person did, or got that easy yeah. break, or caught that break. You know, like well, it goes back to be ready so you don't have to get ready. Because yeah. if you are putting content out there and no one's paying attention to it, my favorite example of this is Justin Bieber. He was putting content out on YouTube 12 years ago and Usher found Justin Bieber just through some like cover songs that he covered. That's how Justin Bieber is who he is right now is yeah. because he was 12 years old, putting content onto YouTube and someone found him and that's it. That's how it works. It's the law of attraction. You put it out there, the right person's going to hear your podcast, read your book, book your service, whatever it is. And then that word of mouth, you know, most music artists that get big, like, you know, Jack Harlow is from Louisville, Kentucky. Everyone knows his name now. But when I was trying to show him to people like seven years ago, when he was just low key, nobody, mm-hmm. people around here were like, no, fuck that little kid. Like, we don't like him. And then now those same people are like, happy birthday, Jack. <laughs> now that he hangs out with Drake, you know what I mean? And I, see that because I can remember seven years ago when I was trying to show them this song it's called Dark Knight if you've never heard it it's one of his like oldest YouTube videos the Dark Knight it's a video he shot at Louisville probably he's on there since like 2015 or something and it was hitting it's it's probably one of the hardest songs I wish like more people knew about it but then you know you get big and you get these breaks because you were doing the work mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people think Jack Harlow came up overnight, but like he's been grinding in our city for a long time and people was kicking him down and putting him down. And um, recently uh, a well-known guy from our city passed away and Jack posted about it on his story and was like, he was the only person who believed in me and stuff. And like, Damn. you know, it's just, it's just insane because so many people like the dude who passed away, he probably couldn't see how many people actually cared about him. You know what I mean? And, and, RIP to him, but it's like so many people aren't willing to not be like 
themselves. Like they just conform or they just kind of submit and don't do what they want to do because of judgment and fear. Like you just got to put it out there and keep rolling. The right people are going to like it and they'll find you. And another thing that I like to say is like, you know, when like an artist gets a feature with like, we'll just say Drake for context. Well, if you only have one song and it's with Drake and people go to look you up and you don't have a catalog, they're going to move on. Mm-hmm. They're going to move on. But if you, they pull it up and you've got six albums of this last seven years and it's hitting different. Now they like you. Now they're a fan for life. Now you that's like the weekend. The weekend had been grinding for a really long time. And then he started getting like he was on Take Care with Drake and just different little tidbits that people didn't even know it was him. Then you looked up his catalog and he had all the albums and now he's doing all the things, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just how it works. Like put in the work now. And whenever it catches on, you've done it. You've done what you needed to do to set that foundation. What do you think about uh, where they say you should get people their flowers while they're alive? Cause I know when you mentioned that guy that passed away and you don't, you really didn't realize, you know, the impact he probably had on people. So like mm-hmm. what if people would have told him then when he can actually enjoy it. Cause I think that's the thing. A lot of times, like you go to a funeral, you're not really going to the funeral for the dead person. You're going there for the family. So it's like, why are you saying all this good shit about them once they're not here anymore? Did you say it when yes. they're here, you know, and they do say like, most people don't realize, um, you know, their impact, like you're saying. And I, I do feel like celebrating people is so important because I've had complete strangers change my whole day by, you know, feedback or like six months later, um, a great, she's like a great friend. Now I gave this girl a reading a year and a half ago and in the reading, I guess I told her she needed to share her message and whatever, start a podcast. She ended up starts a podcast. Like mm-hmm. didn't even know this girl. And now we've like bonded. I've been on her podcast and it's called coven of rejects. And she's united like so many people through TikTok. Like she's went viral a few times with spirituality stuff and it's changed her life. And she like gives me this credit of like, wow, you really did this. And that's, that's helped me. I'll be honest. So it's kind of like giving me the flowers while I'm here, like letting me know that what I said and, and, and did for you changed your world. And now you're changing other people's life. So I think that the more that you open up to more positive experiences and positive connections that people do give you flowers while you're alive. It's the people that want to drain and starve you in a way, you know what I mean? It's like the people that they're only really focused on themselves. I think here recently I have met more people who support me wholeheartedly than ever before. And they're people from the internet, like people I don't know, you know what I mean? Like people. So I just think, you know, it's sad, but nine times out of 10, the people you don't know will never tell you. I mean, the people that you do know will never tell you and the people that you don't know will. So I don't know. I think it's an ego thing. I think that's why people don't celebrate their friends and family initially, like you said, until the world does. It's just like, I don't know. I guess it's like an ego thing. And honestly, we have soul contracts with everybody we know and meet previously predetermined that you would meet that person when you met them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm on the fence because I I mean, I don't know everything. You know what I mean? I just know that somewhat, some reason they're in your life for you to learn something. Hmm. Well, so we're not going to try to take so, up all your time. Oh, sorry. Um, what were you about to say? I was going to say, so everybody's in your life for a reason, whether it's good or bad. Yes. They're there for, they're there for a purpose. Yep. 
you have a soul contract with like everyone that you meet. And, you know, I like to revoke contracts. Like I have broke so many contracts once I found out about that. Cause like, no. And then my whole life changed. I just quit caring about what they thought. So it was good. So I I encourage anyone who's never had a cord cutting to do a cord cutting or get a cord cutting. And you can Google what that is. Anybody who's curious, it will change your life. It will help you detach from all the exes, the ex people, friends, family, whoever, and just remove that contract completely. Because if you've never removed it, it's probably still active because nine times out of 10, a contract can be left open because of things unsaid or apologies not received or true things that, you know, maybe should have went down in a perfect world and the contract's still open. So it was never closed. You can close a contract and complete it. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are walking around, you know, connected to whoever they lost their virginity to their fucking cousin who beat them up when they were seven, like whatever, just anything like just contracts everywhere. Hmm. So, yeah, like uh, we always ask people, uh, what is their advice for people? So that could be with anything that, you know, you think would be beneficial for anybody listening. I feel like. Get out of your head and get into the moment and just observe like the world around you in a way that inspires you. Like don't go looking for things that depress you or upset you or trigger you, but go looking for the things that inspire you and that bring beauty and harmony to this experience. Because, you know, it's very special that you're here at this moment in this exact time frame and you'll never ever ever be exactly here again so it's a great place to start Beautiful. i think that's a good one i think that's really good so um if people want to book you how do they how do they book you yeah so visiting my website is the only way to book a reading and it is contrary cherry co.com and my Instagram is made in Kentucky. So you take the E out of Kentucky and you put a U and you can, you know, find my website through Instagram or my TikTok, which is also made in Kentucky. So everything's pretty much universal. If you get to my website, you'll be able to find everything else. And yeah. Do you have like a link tree or? Or is it all just? Um, I just I run everything through my website. So if you go to my website, you can get to my Instagram, my TikTok, my Facebook, my Patreon. Like everything is on my website because those link trees get hacked mm. all the freaking time, and I just I don't mess with external links. I'll uh, put your website in the description when I do the the show. Yes, notes. that would be awesome, and I'm just so thankful to the universe for bringing us together and all of the connection that we shared. I'm really inspired and excited to have, you know, connected with two new people and I love seeing other people grow and evolve. So just thank you so much for having me and inviting me on your show. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, I've learned a lot um, about what is that you do. And And what are you going to do about your path? What do you mean? Well, she gave you your reading. Oh, what are you oh, going to do about your? Path? I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start um, on the journey of becoming more successful and better. I think you should do a check in 
in a few yeah 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 send me like send me months a, yeah, send me a, he's uh, actually doing what he says yeah doing. check it i'll check in with you in six months yes <laughs> well um i have you on instagram i don't know if i have you anthony but if i don't i'll follow you and i'm just excited to have connected with new um people and this is a really cool thing i think that you all are doing bringing people together that you don't know anything about them yeah. and i think that's the coolest thing about podcast and the internet, like you said, is just being able to learn about other people's journey and not feel so alone on this experience. So I hope both of you all just have like the most blessed life and everything comes true for you all. And I think you should try. I don't know if you've done mushroom, but do mushrooms, ayahuasca and DMT. I, those are the triple three. I would Is suggest. that like the hierarchy? You go start with mushrooms. That's a hierarchy for sure. I yeah. Think. I don't know. <laughs> so most severe, I mean, most, most. Mushrooms are the easiest. And like then you can get those anywhere. Mushrooms, then DMT, DMT, and then ayahuasca for the shebang. DMT is the best because it's quick. They call it a businessman trip. So it's like six minutes to 15 minutes you're on a trip, and then you're back. And do you have Ayahuasca to, is like six hours, depending on how many cups you take, too. Do you have to cleanse or anything like that when you do DMT? No. Nah, no, nah, it's, it's cool because you'll blast off. It literally is one of the craziest experiences I've ever felt. Like, it... it you feel it in your your tips of your fingers all the way through your whole body. Your body vibrates. Oh, cool. And then when you close your eyes, like, you'll see patterns you've never seen before. Like, it's weird how we're all connected. And everybody that does it pretty much has kind of the same experience. So you know it's it's not just kind of some bullshit. Yeah. You know, but. I encourage psychedelics to everyone. I really do. Like, I think anybody who's battling a depression or anything that they're going through, I think psychedelics do open you up to like a whole new level. Um, I have done mushrooms before and I, I mean, I think they're great. I think they are super healing. I think they open up your third eye and really open up your spiritual vision. Uh, I really think that anyone who's battling any lower energies that starting with mushrooms is so major key on that journey. Cause it's like, it opens you up to just, the energy that's around you and all of the frequencies and the colors and the auras. Like when you're on shrooms, you're seeing auras. Like that's why everything looks different and can be very um, fluid is because it is very fluid all the time. Like it's always like that. That's how it is right now. You just can't see it because you're, you're not in that um, awareness state. And they say mushrooms come from the aliens. So you love aliens. I'm telling you, you man, aliens have given us everything. <laughs> the aliens are the reason that we're on this call right now. So shout out the aliens <laughs> yeah. for all this technology. Mm-hmm. Thank you for a uh, hundred years ago, they were rubbing sticks together. And now here we are like <laughs> quick. How quick is the evolution of a human hundred years? <laughs> like yeah. crazy. crazy. Like we're in a different world right now than literally 1922, like a whole different world yeah all right Crazy. thank you well we appreciate thank you all have a blessed day. Day. all right we love you a lot we'll talk to you all soon all right. bye bye, bye.